Hi, everyone. Before we start the show, I just want to let you know that if you enjoy the Dare Daniel podcast, if you like the work we're doing here, you can help us grow the show by making a donation through the Dare Daniel website. Your generous contributions will help offset the cost of producing the show and will also enable long-term projects. You can make a one-time payment or set up a monthly subscription. Any amount helps, and it's really greatly appreciated. Thanks a lot, and here's the show. Hi everyone, you are listening to the Dare Daniel Podcast. My name is Daniel Barnes. I'm the film critic for the Sacramento News Interview. That person you hear popping the top in the background there, that's my co-host. That's comedian Corky McDonald. Comedian? Try comedy legend. Legend. Corky McDonald. Say hi, baby. Hi, I popped my top. I got my top popped off. Right. I'm sitting here shirtless. This shit is getting crazy right now on this crazy shirtless and wild mini episode. We're going to take a look ahead at the film we will be reviewing next week. We're also going to look back at our previous review of Collision Course. Yeah. Who can forget that? Of course. Not me without years of therapy. There's no question of the week this week, but we are going to have a super dare edition of Dare It's a dare off. Normally we got two dares. Maybe we got three. I think we've had four once. Eight dares in this episode if you dared us we're probably reading it yes you're like where's my damn dare where'd it go we are probably gonna be reading this show we're like michael corleone we are reconciling all old business today (laughs) we are also assassinating the other heads of the family look out mo green look out to talia's keep an eye out mo green right oh Oh. i get it because he got shot in the butt you'll shoot your eye out (laughs) but quirky first let's talk about the movie we will be reviewing next week. Right. Corky, uh, two things I know about you. You love the sweet, sweet sounds of James Taylor. Yes. And number two, you love pirates. Oh. You're dressed like a pirate right now. Without a shirt. I've never seen you wear a hat without a giant I feather carry, in it. I carry a cutlass with me at all times. You always observe Talk Like a Pirate Day. I, you I observe do, Talk Like a Pittsburgh Pirate Day. <laughs> We are family. Hey, Willie Stargell, get over here. You are being considered for the role of Captain Jack Sparrow in the Pirates of the Caribbean reboot. Uh, I, (laughs) yes, sir. I pirate my own videos. (laughs) But I found a movie, a pirate movie, that I think pirate super fan, Corky McDonald, would reject like so much rotten Long John Silver's coleslaw. Don't be scurving me poop deck now, Daniel. The film... Is called. You're not greasing me guns, are you? Cutthroat Island. Oh, that's a that's a fine pirate hey, name. Cutthroat I... Island. Yeah. Cutthroat Island came out in ninety something. I didn't prepare for this show. Stars <laughs> Gina Davis. It was directed by her then husband, later or then boyfriend, later husband, or then husband, whatever. Rennie Harlan. They directed lived in it. sin for a while. They did. It was fun. It has pirates. Water water. It has Matthew Modine. It has Frank Langella. It is a notorious bomb. One of the biggest box office bombs of all time. Let's listen to the trailer. <laughs> Put your backs into it. Why don't you row? Why don't you swim? 
We can't leave yet, Captain. We haven't put enough food on board. We need less mouths. I really think that from now on we should be partners. 50-50. 60-40. review of that film comes out next Tuesday. If you want to play along with the home version, it is available to watch on demand on HBO as we are recording this. I'm not oh, it's so free. sure about when it's, it comes out. It's free on a pay service. It's free. If you're already paying, it is absolutely free. Uh, it's also for rent. If you want to, if you're getting it, maybe you want to pay twice. Uh, it's also wanna, available on the usual VOD services. If you want to be like a bad pirate who pays for things. <laughs> yeah. If you want to be a, like a pirate, you would really pirate this thing. Yeah, like right? literally pirate it. Like literally pirate like, it. Like literally. You would take down a ship (laughs) now let's take a look back at the movie we reviewed last week quirky that movie was called collision course Mm -hmm. anything to add to that discussion of collision course anything that with the benefit of time has sort of bubbled up in your subconscious and really just has made a super big impact on you. Well, I've gone back and I've rewatched the ending of collision course (laughs) several (laughs) dozen times like the last 16 well actually that's scene in particular yeah, 16 I'm seconds of the fi- yes. finale and i've showed it to people and it is just so bananas it's bonkers, bonkers isn't it oh i it's love it's bonkers it. on its own it would be bonkers in a jackie chan movie yeah but it's bonkers in that pat marita has not shown any athletic ability throughout this entire movie and then leaps through the window of a speedy car and murders someone with his foot and i cannot stress enough that the scene of him it's a green screen and the image of Burita slides across the screen like they originally lined it up and they're like, nope, not good. Oh, there we go. They fit it in perfectly. But also, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the episode where we review it, go back two episodes to our mini episode where we play the preview. Listen to that preview. You will get entirely what this movie looks like. The mm-hmm. sounds that you hear, the low budget of the, the trailer Oh, my God, it perfectly encapsulate this movie. I agree. So that is Collision Chorus. Again, that's available now on all the usual VOD servers. I mean, if you're listening to this, you know how to access our show. What am I yeah, right. So, again, usually we do a question of the week. However, I was just noticing we have a ton of dares piling up, and I wanted everyone just to know that, that you know, I'm here and I'm listening. Yeah. I see you. Like I'm, I can see you right now. I'm literally looking at you. I'm, 
I'm right behind you. Jimmy. Look out. Put that down. <laughs> but I see you. I hear you. I understand. So we want to make sure that everybody and that's gets their Daniel day. speaking for himself. I am not looking at you're any not, of you. You're not I listening. I don't care about you. Don't care. Not interested at all. But we got a bunch of dares. And so just in the interest of it's getting towards the end of the year, let's kind of clear out some of the clutter. Yep. So let's yeah, read. That's what you people are to us. You're just clutter. You are <laughs> Mom, such a bother. Pa, clutter. And we're going to kill you like in cold blood. <laughs> So rest in peace, Clutter family. Yeah, sorry guys. It's a horrific family slaughtered. <laughs> so this week we have eight dares to read. Eight I can't dares believe we're going for the Ocho. that you have read. Uh, eight dares that you have submitted to us on daredaniel.com. So you just go there and hit the submit a dare button. Leave your dare. We'll read it on the show eventually. Yeah, eventually. So we're since there are so many dares this week, we're going to split it up. So Corky, you want to read the first dare? Okay, sure. Uh, our first dare came to us from the Weasel. And the movie dare is Biodome. Now, again. So this is the actual The Weasel. The Weasel. Pauly Shore, The Weasel. The Weasel. Pauly Shore. And this is, again, this is something that has been happening for a month or two now, I think. I, a little bit longer than that, I think. It's Where something... somehow fictional characters are daring us. But The Weasel's not a fictional character. That is Pauly Shore. Sure. It's, it's, his, it's his persona, yeah, whatever. Yeah. The Weasel. Uh, but... Or actors in films. They're, they're somehow, and again, again, ah. I so hesitate. Don't say the word. I just, I'm going to say the word. we got to get out of a mini episode without gonna, saying it. I'm going to say the word, but I'm not going to totally, I don't believe in this necessarily. Possibly a wormhole. I don't, so, well, it's. Once you po- open the bag of wormholes. But is it, a, like, again, I don't want to say wormhole. I said bag of wormholes, not <laughs> can of wormholes. Can of worms. Jesus. But at any rate, something wormhole-like is How did happening. that metaphor come around or open a real can of worms? Who, who was the sicko that was canning worms? <laughs> See what happens when you open wormholes? <laughs> Tubas from another dimension. So somehow, it, it's something very possibly similar to a wormhole has opened up, and the weasel yes. is now daring us to watch the film Biodome. So... This movie is from 1996. It stars Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin. Dream Team. Stars is doing a lot of heavy lifting. Directed by Jason Bloom, noted for what other movies? Nothing. Bloom House, no. <laughs> no, not Bloom House, no. The look on Johnny's face when he heard Bloom, though. Not for nothing. Nothing. Is it possible to tesseract that the IMDb synopsis for this is moronic best friends get themselves locked inside the biodome, a science experiment, along with a group of environmental scientists for one year. Why were we dared this by the weasel? The weasel says, this movie gave Al Gore meaning to his life, as is well known. That's yeah, a horrible sentence. Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin save the earth with cigarette butts while earning the respect of some sexy doctors and their girlfriends. I've never seen Biodome. But I have seen the Mr. Show sketch where the guy gets locked into the science experiment <laughs> and then has no date for the big uh, where everybody's going to have sex. Yeah. I don't think it's anything like that, unfortunately. Can I No, I have never that. seen. Yeah, let's watch that instead. I've never seen Biodome either. Have you seen any Polly Shore movies? Or? I have. I saw In the Army now because I, I uh, really liked his girlfriend. And I think I saw Son-in-Law. All right. Because I like Carla Gugino. Gugino. Yeah, yeah. I, have seen, I was an early adapter to Carla Gugino. I was touting her way before she got like big. All right. I just want to talk about anything else but Biodome. <laughs> but you like, what is touting a euphemism for? That's what I'd like to know. I would talk about her on the internet and then masturbate. It's awful. Exactly I'm not, what I'm, I thought. I'm not keeping any of this. 
That's exactly what I thought. So our next dare comes to us from my best friend, David Paul. DP! D to the motherfucking P. What does DP got for us this time? He dares us to watch Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Corky, are you familiar with this film? I am. You have seen the film? I have seen the film. Did you like the film? I did like the film. Do you know the Douglas Adams books that it is based on? I know of them. I've never read any never of them. Never read any. I'm in the same place as you. I have seen the film. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it probably, people who are fans of the books are are definitely not big fans of the movie. Maybe. Um, the film came out in 2005. It stars Martin Freeman as Arthur Dent. Co-stars Zoe Deschanel and Sam Rockwell. Directed by Garth Jennings, who went on to direct the film Sing, the animated film Sing. Why, David Paul? Why, oh, why did you dare us to watch this movie? He says, this movie was panned on release, including by me. But lately I've been hearing Scuttlebutt that it's aged well. I know we should never trust Scuttlebutt, especially in this fake Scuttlebutt era, but you guys may be able to answer this raging debate. IMDb synopsis says, mere seconds before the Earth is to be demolished by an alien construction crew, journeyman Arthur Dent is swept off the planet by his friend Ford Prefect a researcher printing a new edition of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So yeah, as David Paul said, it was not, I don't think it was super harshly panned, but it was not really beloved. No. Kind of just did okay, disappeared, went away, and he's saying that now it seems as though people are kind of embracing it, the new generation of of youngsters that I distrust so wildly. (laughs) And uh, wants us to answer this raging debate. I didn't even know it was a raging debate, but it's raging. That's part of what we're here for. To answer raging debates. To settle what to I'm sorry. We're here to settle scores. Exactly. We're taking out that's the Titalia's gone. It's the Barzini's <laughs> gone. No, but to to see if a movie deserves a second chance. Absolutely. To, if we can rehab its reputation. Yeah. So thank you, David Paul, for the dare. Thank you. Next dare comes from good funny man Nick Coleman. This guy makes great movies. Check out Happy Accidents. His dare is split second from 1992. Now, this is a movie I've never heard of. No, I've never heard of it either, which I'm kind of surprised by, given all the information about it. 1992 stars Rutger Hauer and Kim Cattrall. How did I not watch a Rutger Hauer, Kim Cattrall movie that came out in the early 90s? I don't know. Seems impossible. Yeah. Directed by Tony Malam. Do you recognize the name? Do not. IMDb synopsis. I am motherfucking Daniel Barnes says, in a flooded dystopian future London, I'm in all the way. (laughs) Detective Harley Stone, I'm back in even Even harder. (laughs) Hunts a serial killer who murdered his partner. Okay, now my pants are off. And has taunted him ever since. Haunted him ever since. Oh, haunted him. Not taunted him. Holy shit. He soon discovers what he is hunting might not be human. Damn. Why did Nick give us this dare? I genuinely love this movie as a teen, but I just watched it and there is not one frame that holds up. I feel like there is so much you guys can pick apart in this movie. The dialogue, the acting, every single story decision. There were some really bizarre choices made in the direction of this turn. Okay. He, he hit the trifecta. <laughs> I think Nick knew what he was doing with this. He called it a turd. We take that word very seriously around there. That Daniel. is not a word to be thrown around lightly. You call a movie a turd, we automatically have to give it a sniff. My ears perk up. My ears amongst other things. I like this one. Yeah, this is a good dare. I've Again, I've literally never heard of this movie, um, which is insane. So thank you very much, Nick Coleman. Thanks, Nick. Our next dare comes to... Uh, Bang, bang, baby, bang. Clang, clang, clang with the Johnny. <laughs> Our next dare comes to us from Frequent Dare. This is like a, this is an HOF dare. This is one of the goat dares. 
Dan Scott. I think, yeah. For Dan d- Scott, we're talking Can't Stop the Music. Can't Stop the Music. We're talking Transylvania. Whew. Heavy hitter. Heavy dare, hitter. Dare per episode ratio, Dan Scott might have everybody beat. I think, he's, I think he might have everyone beat. So he's got another big one for us here. Dan, what do you got? He's got tiptoes. Oh, boy. Tiptoes. Do you know tiptoes, Quirky? I only know it through other bad movie podcasts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It came out in 2003. It stars Matthew McConaughey, Gary Oldman, Peter Dinklage, and Kate Beckinsale. All right, that's a cast. Not a bad cast. That's a cast. So you got two Oscar winners. Peter Dinklage has won about 100 Golden Globes, and Kate Beckinsale is in like Shakespeare movies. I believe it also has Patricia Arquette and Juliette Lewis. Uh, Yes. uh, That's right. Patricia Arquette is in the movie. That's right. It was directed by Matthew Bright, who did the movie Freeway. The Reese Witherspoon? The Reese Witherspoon movie. IMDb synopsis says two brothers, a dwarf and one of typical size. That's the sentence. When Steve's girlfriend Carol becomes pregnant, what? The pair are fearful that the baby will inherit the dwarfism gene. Matters are complicated still further when she finds herself falling in love with Rolf. Why did Dan Scott dare to watch this movie full of Oscar winners? He says Matthew McConaughey is keeping a secret from his pregnant fiance Kate Beckinsale. He is the only average person. He is the only average-sized person in his family. The rest are little people, including his twin brother, played by Gary Oldman. This uncomfortable rom-com tries way too hard to teach us what it is like to live standing on tiptoes. And I have actually seen this movie. I remember many years, several years back, hearing an episode of How Did This Get Made, where they reviewed it, and I actually rented the movie and watched it, and it is just astoundingly bad, and as <laughs> is quite famous, Gary Oldman plays a dwarf by walking around on his knees, with shoes on his knees, a la Tim Conway's dwarf. Dwarf on golf, man. I swear to God, he is just walking around on his oh, knees as Matthew McConaughey's twin brother. <laughs> it's fucking fuckers. And it's a really bad movie, and it you can really tell it got edited to ribbons. Right, and it says released in 2003, but I only heard of this movie say about 2010. Yeah. It was it seems like it was sat on for a while. It, it was it was unavailable for a while, I think, and then finally came out. I mean, I'm sure everyone just wanted to to never see the light of day because it's pretty humiliating for everybody involved. Sure. So that is Tiptoes. Thank you Dan Scott for the dare. Our next dare comes from Jackie Longoria. Are you familiar with Jackie? Don't know Jackie. Thank you, Jackie, for listening and daring us. This is with the fuel that feeds the Dare Daniel belly. Yep. Dares are our food, and we are hungry. Your dare is Geely now. Wow. You talk about a heavy hitter. Yes. This movie is from 2003, and it's an infamous bomb starring Jennifer Lopez, Ben Affleck, when they were dating, written and directed by Martin Brest, and somehow cost $75 million. Cost 75, grossed seven. And I say somehow cost 75 because it, this is a movie, and I have seen it, it's a movie that mostly takes place indoors okay. in just a room with two to four people. There's no giant crowd scenes. There's no action scenes or anything. There's literally no reason that this should have cost $75 million except that everyone involved was an egotistical hack. Yeah, and this was widely panned. Uh, the IMDb synopsis says Larry Geely is assigned by a crime boss to kidnap the brother of a prominent district attorney. A beautiful woman known only as Ricky is sent to stay with him to make sure he doesn't mess up the job. Why were we dared this from Jackie Longoria? She says Jennifer Lopez saying it's turkey time before she and Ben Affleck get it on <laughs> is reason enough. Although I will say that Jackie left out what is really the punchline to that bit of dialogue is because what she actually says is it's turkey time. Gobble, gobble. Right. In other words, 
perform cunnilingus on me. It's turkey time. Gobble, gobble. It's so often women say that. Uh, that's right. <laughs> you couldn't tell that they, they really... They usually say chow down or <laughs> hell's a popping down below. Strap on the feed bag. They give you a knife and a fork to put in your fists. Jesus Christ. Oh my I've never God. seen this. You have. I only know it again through bad movie podcasts. It, it really is stunningly bad. It's so weirdly slowly paced. Yeah. Scenes go on forever. Everyone is like bickering with each other. I've heard some of the dialogue and I'm like, who wrote this? It's fucking stunning. Movie? And it's also kind of known for both Al Pacino and Christopher Walken. Yeah have walk-on cameos where they basically just walk into the movie for like five minutes and just scream gibberish at everyone. He says something like, imagine a bowl of ice cream on your head, your tongue would slap your brains in to get at it. Yeah. What are you talking about? What? No, it's it's astoundingly bad. And you you said you haven't seen it. I have not seen it. I mean, it's something to see. It's something to see. I will will say that. So thank you very much. It's very tread ground. That's true. That's true. It's a a well-known bomb. Very well-known. But thank you very much, Jackie. Fantastic. Are your friends tired of hearing you talk about serial killers? While you're at a dinner party, have you randomly blurted out the odds of being murdered by a complete stranger? Does Netflix only recommend documentaries on true crime and murder? If you've answered yes to one or more of these questions, come over and sit at our friend's table. I'm Cam. And I'm Jen. And we are the co-host of our True Crime Podcast. And you can listen to us every Wednesday wherever you download your podcasts. See you on Wednesday. Oh, bye-bye. Love ya. Hey, everyone. It's Chris and Mike from The Recasting Couch the podcast where we take our favorite movies and discuss what they would be like with new actors in all the lead roles. Hey, Mike, tell them where they can find us on social media. You can find our website at therecastingcouch.com or on Twitter at RecastingPod. And of course, you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Android, or anywhere else you find your favorite podcasts. Yeah, if there's a service that's not posting our pod, you let us know and we will rectify that immediately. Damn right. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. So our next dare comes to us from Gav. What up, Gav? Good old Gav of films the old on Films on Trials. What has Gav got for us this time? What you got, Gav? He's Gav? got... Gav? He's got Movie 43. Movie 43. Do you know this, Quirky? No. Johnny knows it. Johnny is nodding his head and smirking and is like, you guys are in for some shit. Now, will Johnny... Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Film came out in 2013. It is a comedy anthology i guess it's a series of short films there's 12 credited directors kind of most notable amongst them you got peter Farrelly, you've got james gunn elizabeth banks and brett ratner i've enjoyed most of them (laughs) imdb synopsis a series of interconnected short films follows a washed up producer as he pitches insane storylines featuring some of the biggest stars in hollywood that sounds like a fun concept to be honest sounds delightful Gav insists it is not. Why did he want us to watch this movie? He says, hi, guys. Hey, Gav. Hey, Gav. Gav? Gav? (laughs) Gav. Gav! Oh, is it? No, he's not. I'm just reading words. not on the line. Yeah, okay. Call her. Gav says, hi, guys. No, let's not do this again. (laughs) (laughs) Gav 
<laughs> Gab says, following on from your mini episode discussion in which you talked about awful films with great casts. See, Gav listens. Gav is actually listening. We're listening to you. Why won't you listen to us? Thanks, Gav. Thank you, Gav. Thanks to everyone else, too. You're all wonderful. What was I talking about? Yes. Uh, awful films with great cast. That was uh, mini episode 25.5, so go check that out. That was relating to Monuments Men, which, holy shit. <laughs> He says, may I present to you the disaster that is movie 43, a film so bad that you will genuinely contemplate murder, suicide, or both. Sounds fun. (laughs) Tarnishing their reputations irreparably are Oscar winners Kate Winslet, Emma Stone, and Halle Berry, Oscar-nominated performers Uma Thurman, Naomi Watts, Hugh Jackman, Terrence Howard, Greg Kinnear, and other big names such as Richard Gere, Dennis Quaid, Chris Pratt, Anna Faris, Jason Sudeikis, and many, many more. The segment with Stephen Merchant is one of the worst crimes against cinema, and if you thought Warwick Davis made a bad leprechaun, just wait until you see Gerard Butler. Holy shit. Apologies for rambling, but I just hate this film so goddamn much. Good luck. So that is movie 43. I have not seen it. I've heard nothing but horrible things. It just seems like the lowest of the I've never seen it now that... I'm now flashing back on the promos for it and thought, yeah, that would be a fun movie to see because of the cast. I like Gav's dare because not only is he telling us he's listening, he also referenced one of his previous dares, Warwick Davis, as Leprechaun. Leprechaun in the hood. Gav knows what he's fucking doing, Gav is on the ball. So, Johnny, you've seen 43. I have not. Will I understand 43 if I haven't seen 1 through 42? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, read the crib notes. Read Cliff's notes? notes, Read the Cliff's notes, Johnny says. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, This sounds like it might be uh, a Dare Daniel. Oh, fuck. Really? Damn it. God damn you, Gav. You've fallen behind everyone. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it was was definitely considered, it was on a lot of the worst of the year lists in 2013. Yeah. Um, But it does seem as though in a weird way, everyone's career has been completely unaffected by this movie. How did you avoid it? It's it's a recent movie. It was a big release. Eh, it wasn't that big of a release. Oh, okay. I mean, it, it bombed pretty big, I think. Okay. Um, but, you know, I can, I, I, I manage to avoid the really, the worst of the worst, if Good I can. Good for you. All right, dare number seven in this dare-a-thon, dare Daniel, dare prov, dare battle, uh, eight-mile rap, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> dare number seven. This comes to us from listener Jeff Gaffney. Thanks, Jeff. His dare is beer. Dare accepted. (laughs) I like to play along at home, in quotations, and watch the films before listening if I can. Be nice to be able to play along with the beer. Parentheses, the beer mini episode was interesting too. Thank you. That's really cool. Appreciate it, Jeff. We try to do something different with that one. It'd also be great if you could let us know where to buy some of these ellipses and maybe you could get a sponsorship from the store for mentioning the name or something hey fucking your lips to god's ears set that up for us man (laughs) also comma a page where listing what beer comma what episode comma and where to buy the beer would be handy for that play along at home experience awesome thank you jeff so I, i will say that most of the beers that i bring for the show are from local breweries local to northern california okay i mean revision is in sparks nevada but that's still within a couple miles so they're breweries, uh, craft breweries that generally have a very small release uh, radius. They don't, um, they don't usually release outside of California, so they're kind of hard to find unless you're in the area. If you are in the area, 
I can say either go to the brewery uh, and pick up some nice fresh beer there of places that we review on the show, such as we're drinking right now Moxa. Yeah. Uh, Cape of Good Hops. They are up in Rockland. Hazy Deepa. Or uh, New Glory, which we've talked about a lot of times. Bike Dog, they're both in Sacramento. Um, and if you want to try to buy the beers, uh, some shops that I go to, the two places I go to buy the beers just because they're near my house, if you're living in Sacramento or near Sacramento, I go to Curtis Park Market and I go to Shift Change, but there's also Pangea, there's Final Gravity, there's a lot of great places to buy beer in the area. If you don't live in Northern California, it's probably going to be pretty hard to find some of these beers. Yeah. Um, I really don't have much to add, except I've really gotten into the whole mini brewery market where you just take your cans in, they'll fill them up, or or you take in your... They'll fill you up right there at the spot. Yeah, the Crowler. The Crowler. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's not something I've done before, but as we started doing this and I've gotten into these hazy deepas and these deepas, um, that's something I've really, I appreciate about them. They have a nice menu at a lot of these places. In addition, if you want to sit down and enjoy a beer, but they'll fill you up with what you got. Yeah, you can take beer to go in a can and then just drink it when you're ready. Yeah. Absolutely. So like I said, if you are in the area, there's plenty of places to get the beers we're talking about. If you're not, it is actually going to be kind of hard. So I don't and know where Jeff, Jeff thank you for listening. And thank you, you so much for listening and for playing along at home too. Yeah. That's really, that's that's pretty. Selfless. We are going to be releasing a home version of the Dare Daniel experience. <laughs> we just come to your home. <laughs> it comes with melon ballers for your eyeballs. That's dark. That's super dark. Wow. Jeff Gaffney's nice guy. You know? No. <laughs> Seems nice. Seems nice. Seems like a good guy, like right? A good guy. He's playing along at home. He wants Thanks, some beer. Jeff. Cool guy. Thanks, Jeff. So our final dare of the show comes to us. And oh boy, I know it's a Star Trek movie. I know it's J.J. Abrams. I still, I still really hesitate to use the word wormhole. Mm. But apparently that beep hole that has opened up, has clearly opened up into sending fictional characters into our universe and daring us to watch their movies. It, it happened again. Yeah. That W word. That this is one's coming. So loaded. It's just so loaded. Yes. It carries with it such weight. It's just a, it's like, it's a political thing. I almost just, I don't want to be so associated with the word. Oh, God. Just, it's too I, I've had to cut out several family members. <laughs> they won't stop. Into, won't they're stop. wormhole truthers. <laughs> <laughs> but this review comes to us from Starfleet Command. It actually comes to us from Starfleet Command. <laughs> they pass a resolution. <laughs> yep. The entire group. <laughs> All of Starfleet Command wants us to watch. We kind of have to take this one. Pretty much. This is an order. Star Trek Into Darkness. Star Trek Into Darkness from 2013. This is the second film in the J.J. Abrams rebooted Star Trek universe. Of course, it has all of the Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Zoe Saldana return. Benedict Cumberbatch is added to the cast. IMDb synopsis says, after the crew of the Enterprise find an unstoppable force of terror from within their own organization, Captain Kirk leads a manhunt to a war zone world to capture a one-man weapon of mass destruction. Why does Starfleet Command order us? Yeah. To watch this movie. They say, they say, Stardate 95857. <laughs> Spaceships belong in space, right? Well, not in this movie. You park that old NCC 1701 right in the ocean. Why? So you can get the plot moving forward. How about introducing Khan, who Kirk, Spock, and the rest of the crew had no previous interactions with the character, so any weight of meeting him for the first time just falls flat. Oh, and then how about undoing the weight of Spock's death in the wrath of Khan by using the same plot point to kill Kirk? Don't worry, though, because Bones was doing some next-level mad scientist experiments on Tribbles that allow him to inject their blood into Kirk to bring him back to life. 
Then there's some stuff about a giant ship that can fire while traveling at warp speed, transporters that can beam people halfway across the universe, you know, negating the need for actual spaceships, and a bunch of other buster-ass Easter eggs <laughs> to try to appease old-school fans. Starfleet Command was hoping to court-martial J.J. Abrams, but he moved to a galaxy far, far away. Wow. Thank you, Starfleet Command. Have you seen Into Darkness? I have not. I have. It's not very good. Most of what he's talking about, I, I don't know if it's like a horrible, horrible movie, but again, it's one of those... It's just one of those nostalgia fest kind of movies that just keeps trying to throw Easter eggs in. Oh, like at, a Christmas story too? But at the same time tries to undermine them or switch them up in subtle ways. Like, this happened to Spock, so now it's going to happen to Kirk. This was this, so now it's this. Um, it's pretty tired. It's pretty It's pretty boring. Now, you're a, a, not a fan of Buster-ass J.J. Abrams. I don't... I believe you called him a hack-ass bitch on this podcast. The hack-ass bitch is a little strong. You I called him a hack? I think just hack. Okay. Ass bitch was added by me. I'm Later, sorry. I called him an ass bitch. <laughs> okay. That's how, I think that's what you're getting. Um, <laughs> I liked the first Star Wars thing that he did yeah, that I saw. That, I yeah, liked that's that. What I, that's what I, uh, no, and I think generally he makes entertaining movies. He knows how to make something that's colorful and full of action and full of very beautiful people. And he knows how to make things entertaining. He's he's great at setup. Yeah. He's just really bad at the follow through, which is why I think Force Awakens is maybe even better than Last Jedi because it just sets up all these tantalizing things. And then Last Jedi, which I know he didn't direct, but it has to kind of follow through on some of those things, and it kind of isn't always successful. So I get he's you. great at the tantalizing setup, which is lost. When that movie was all set up, he's or when the, that show was all set up, was fantastic. He's the scene from Last Tycoon where Robert De Niro explains <laughs> to the writer who can't get movies how to set up a scene. And then the writer's like, well, how does it resolve? He's like, I don't know. Yeah. But that's how you set that scene up. Exactly. So that's what J.J. Okay. Uh, I've never seen this. Um, I do like the call-out of Buster Ass Easter Eggs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, and I kudos to you for knowing that Stardate, the way, the way to read Stardate Nine five eight five seven dot nineteen. I would not have known how to read that. <laughs> <Me neither. laughs> I would have been like, start eight. So there's ninety five thousand eight hundred fifty seven spaceships belong in space, right? <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a Star Wars guy. <laughs> Star Trek, whatever. I'm not a Buckaroo Bonsai fan. I don't get this. Not in the Buck Rogers. So that is all we got for you on this episode. Please. Keep sending us more dares, and if you've already sent a dare, send another one, man. We'll, we'll read it on the show. We're reading a lot more now that we're doing uh, every other week. We're cramming a lot more dares in them, so uh, keep sending us those dares. Give us some patience with when we get to your movies, please, because you know we're reading them in eight bunches. Obviously, we're not going to be able to get to them as soon as we read them, but we are ser- seriously considering them, and we appreciate every dare you guys give us. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks to everyone just for listening and for participating in the show. And Engaging with us on social media, donating great. to the PayPal. Absolutely. You guys are fantastic. You've you made guys this, are amazing. You've made this ride fun. It's been a fun ride. So that's ride. the last episode of <laughs> Riding off Sundance. Let's go. The <laughs> floors. But no, it is far from the last episode. Far. Yeah. We will actually be back next week, next Tuesday, with a review of Cutthroat Island. Oh, Cutthroat Island. Pirates. We got a lot of back episodes that you can listen to. We got sure. uh, 26, 27 other reviews. We got a whole bunch of mini episodes. So go back and check that out. But yeah. we will be back next week with Cutthroat Island. Uh, until then, Corky, anything to say? I'm going to go stick my dick in a wormhole. Nah, you said it. <laughs>